Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing well. Yep, yep. Had a, had a good week this week, one way or another. You know, things are progressing nicely. So, yes, yes, very pleased, very happy. Excellent, excellent, good, good. Well, I hope everyone's had a lovely week. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about this week. We've got uh, an email that's come in. And also we want to show off the finished picture that we showed half finished last week. So let's cr get cracking, shall we? Mm -hmm. uh, the first uh, email we have here is from Jeff. Jeff says, hi, Stephen Colin. I'm struggling now with starting projects because I don't know which medium to use. I must have spent hundreds on good quality acrylics, watercolors, watercolor pencils, pan pastel pencils, pan pastels all types of drawing pencils and coloured pencils, including ones to use with solvents. I'm beginning to think that I should just concentrate on maybe one or two mediums. I'd given up on an acrylic because I get in such a mess and I love watercolour, but I seem to be doing projects uh, in pit pastel pencils on pastel matte paper recently, um, which I feel like I can be in more control of. Uh, I think it's a good idea to turn your hand to different mediums, but is it best to concentrate on just one or two and get better at them? The answer to that is no, really. No, I wouldn't do that. Um, I can only repeat what I did, if that helps. When I started out, mm -hmm. it was with watercolour, and I, I love watercolour. And then I found the pastel pencils, and I love the pastel pencils. So what I did to start with is I split it up. I thought... The animals, what do they look best in? And pastel pencils. The answer, I tried watercolour, didn't work for me. So it does for some, didn't for me. And then I, I, I started landscapes, or I was doing landscapes, and I tried that in pastel pencil. It didn't really work in the same way. So to start with, I was at the two mediums, which I alternated, really. I did a couple of animals um, in pastel pencil and a couple of watercolours. Gradually, though, you find that you overlap. I overlapped in terms of, let's have another go at landscape. Because what, what I try to achieve and what we all try to achieve is the same thing as I did in watercolour in, in pastel pencils. And you can't quite do that. So you've got to, you've got to have the same ideas, but you have to change your... Uh, method and that's how I actually worked for quite a long time before I then found that the pastel pencil was good and everything particularly portraits I thought I'll give it a portrait a go and to start with again I thought is this going to work I hadn't done portraits at all uh, I dabbled but I didn't really do them seriously and then I found the pastel pencil was great for that so at every medium, I think, according to the person who's who's using it, the artist, has its place. And I would still probably do that, or I have done it, over the last few years. I've looked at a picture, a reference picture, and thought, I'd like to do that. How would I think, with my experience, it would look best, and what material would I use? Like you, I've knocked acrylic on the head way, way back. Oil, I knocked on the head way back. Um, pastel, I never re had really tried. That's a soft pastel, that is. I'd used it in with pastel pencils. So for me, in the end, 
it worked out that I did a couple of watercolours because I felt that the particular picture I was looking at would look better as a watercolour. And then I, others, pastel pencil worked. So you've got to look, I think, at the reference material you're, you're going to be doing and thinking, trying to picture it, Steve, as uh, you would, the finished product. What would it look like? Now, I'm getting very good at that. I've had a lot of experience, so Jeff has probably just not quite the same uh, experience level I've got. So I, I can sort of instinctively look at a picture now and know what I should do it in. I tend to stick to pastel pencils because they are so um, versatile, really, more versatile than watercolour. So if you're looking at um, a subject, for instance, or a landscape maybe with buildings in it and, and uh, lots and lots of trees, which is one of the more difficult things to do in watercolour. Well, for me, again, because I look at more realism rather than impressionism, um, I, I really would probably go down the pastel pencil route. I hope that helps. It just it, It's sometimes good to echo what uh, I found to be the right way of doing something, and I think that would work out very well for Jeff. Look mm. at the picture, let that dictate to you, and then use your instincts to think, hmm, what would that, what would that best in? Don't think, oh, I really ought to do a pastel one now because I've done a couple of watercolour. And you think, no, I really ought to do um, a watercolour now because I've done a few pastel. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to look at the picture. And what does that, it should speak to you. I hope that helps. Mm. That's what I would do. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting approach, letting the subject choose the medium. Um, yeah, I love that. That's great. Really good advice. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for sending in your email. I hope that's been helpful and helpful to other people as well listening and watching. Let's move on to your finished picture then that we showed half finished last week uh, of the man in shadow. And um, let me just find it. Where was it? I had it somewhere. Oh, it's up on my screen. <laughs> here it is uh it's it's stunning we can flash that up on screen so people can see um so dramatic uh tell, talk to us dad about how you found the rest of the picture we saw it half finished last week well really if i can hark back onto the last question that jeff brought i looked at that picture bear in mind it was color it was a colored picture and i thought gosh what a lovely picture what a lovely subject. What a great subject that would be. Now, what would I use? And I think I've already mentioned it, and I thought, you know, this would make a great shadow picture. I had to change it to black and white, and once I did that, it was obvious that that was the, the medium. That dictated to me, if it's a shadow picture, it's got to be dark grey pastel map. You've got no choice. And the colours, I've already experimented with those, so I knew what they were. So it kind of, I knew instinctively that that was how it was going to be the other advantage i've got really is i can see it finished i could see that picture finished and i although i could see there were certain things in it that might present problems i've got over them all before so i had a lot of confidence in it but to get the 
to get the appearance and the, uh, what can I say, the effect of the skin particularly and the contrast between skin, hair and beard, uh, I, this, this worked magically on this more than I think anything else I've done. I've had to, in the past when I've done a beard, I've had to work on the beard. This one I didn't have to. It kind of came. Um, when I was, when I started the face particularly, and people will see this on the video when they look at it, I kind of just sketched the beard in. Now I haven't done that before, I just sketched it. Just to give me an idea of what it would look like uh, in conjunction with the uh, face and the skin and so on. So a lot, a lot of um, instinct, uh, a lot of my instincts went into this more than other. And the other thing I did mention again while I was doing this, don't overdo it. When you get to a point where you think this is working, leave it alone, don't keep going. Because the danger is, and this used to happen to me when I was uh, younger, starting out, uh, I used to carry on thinking, no, I think I could improve that. Well, the, ch the chances of you improving something you've already got as you would like it is nil. You won't improve it. What you'll do is mess it up. So you've got to be careful with something like that. Now, this picture people will see from the beginning to the end. There was no backtracking. I got to a point uh, particularly on the skin when I thought this is working I'll break off and I'll do just a little bit of the hair, the beard, the hat, whatever then I went back to the skin again and you keep doing that uh, little breaks as well I had, this took me a fortnight in all to do it wouldn't have taken the fortnight if I'd stuck at it but I did it in bits uh, and that's how it came to be what it is but if you look at the skin the skin looks very realistic, yet it's not. There's no realism there at all. It's just the impression you can create with the pastel pencil, pastel mat, and the colours I used. Hmm. The this is one of the most photorealistic type like effects when you look at it, especially at a distance, that you can see uh, that you've done. I think personally. I think also what's really interesting about this one is the this is a, such a, a clear example of impressionism in its finest within a portrait. When you look at the beard, because this has got to be the most realistic looking impressionistic beard that you've done. It looks like you've drawn every single hair mm. in this picture. And this is a, such a clear example of how you haven't, but it looks yeah. like you have. Yes, I think once people see it and, and watch it, they'll appreciate what we're talking about now. Very little work was done, and while I was doing the beard, to finishing it off, uh, I did say in the narrative, if I carry on here, I'm going to spoil it. So I stop, and that's what I hope people can pick up on. If it looks good, and it did, leave it alone. Don't keep going. It's so tempting to do that, but you, mm. you won't improve it. It's better really to leave it as it is, present it as it is, and then move on to the next subject. And then maybe you can change that, but don't try to change the work you've done. Keep it as original as you can. Mm. And uh, it, it takes practice and it takes experience to be able to know and instinctively 
stop. Mm. But it's lovely. I, I really enjoy doing this. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like a good one. The the thing we should touch on as well is the shirt material. Again, when you're looking at a distance, those folds that you can feel that fabric. Um, but when you look up up close, it's sort of it's it's surreal almost how simple it looks in terms of its structure, but the effect is is so real. Once again, it's it's quick, Steve. Very very quick. It didn't take me long at all to do each particular fold, but you've got to you've got to you've got to start with the very minimum of sketching. So, you know, you put the, the dark and the light, and the dark and the light, and then you go in between to try to get the the blend and the fold right. The bit I particularly liked is is the, where the collar uh, comes out at the at the front. That that looks three D on the picture, and it did on the um, on the. Uh, um, the picture as I was doing it. That's all to do with shadow. That's all it is. It's the uh, playing against light against the dark and also getting to the point where you don't keep going. You get to the point where... And I think if people were to blow that up, you know, that one section up, they'll see what I'm I'm talking about. It doesn't look as though it looks anything at all until you pull away and that's when uh, the magic happens. Mm. Uh, I just want to draw people's attention to as well. And I think this also helps it to look photorealistic. It's that very bright pinprick of light in the, in the left eye, as we look at the picture, that really, that's a very photo quality effect. You know, that's mm. such a pinprick of bright light uh, just in, in that. Well, do you remember last week um, I did bring, bring that eye up and I said that, you know, this eye is not going to look anything like it does now. Um, but what you do is you work around that pinprick of light. You, you, I never lost it, ever. It was always there right from the beginning and I left it at the end. Because what you can't do really is cover it up and then put the white back in because then you'll get, you won't get the same brilliance. So that white had to be there all the time. So you've got to get it. You've got to get it right when you start. But that was on the pic. That was on the photographic reference, and that's what that's what gave me the uh, the inspiration really to say this eye is has got to work the way I'm doing it, and it it did. It's nice that you picked that up though. Yeah, it looks great. The whole picture looks looks fantastic. I'm sure people are going to be really looking forward to this one. Um, so thank you for sharing it, dad. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, there we go. There we have it. So, uh, you've got a next one, uh, lined up yet, dad? I've, yes, I've got it lined up. Um, I haven't done anything about it yet, but it's, it's lined up. It's, um, it's going to be a bird this time. Um, very simple. I've got the pencils, I think, sorted out. I sorted them out this morning. And the 14, 14 Faber-Castell pencils, that's all we need. And I'm, what I'm hoping I can do, I can do this picture with the 14 pencils. You'd probably be quite surprised if, you, if I chose you the picture. I'm not going to do that. But if I did, you think, how on earth can you do that with 14 pencils? But it's basically basic colours, I think. This is the thing. And so I've restricted it. Uh, it's going to be... Um, I think this probably will be a, a, one of the easy pictures. I haven't done one for a little while. I've kept doing the more 
um, technical, uh, advanced ones, but this one, I think we can put it as a beginner's picture, I hope. Um, we'll have to see. But I'm doing it on the sand colour paper this time, and uh, not particularly big, but big enough. And uh, so that will be the next one. I'll, if I if I get um, so far with it, I'll I'll probably show you again. I think I quite like the idea of pulling a half finished picture on, but I can talk about it. And this is what I intend doing. Um, we can even try that next week if I get it done. But uh, we'll have to see. But it, no it's going to be a bird. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, as always, if anyone like Jeff today has any questions for us, anything that they'd like us discuss, to discuss, then get in touch with us either via email or through the various social media channels. Um, they help to fuel these podcasts and uh, help other listeners out with, uh, with your requests. So keep them coming in. And we will leave it there for this week. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.